following is a conversation I had with a very good friend, Tommy Sholanke, a very brilliant mind, an entrepreneur, CEO of Trove Finance in Nigeria. It's the first of its kind to allow Nigerians and individuals trade stock on the Nigerian Stock Exchange and the U.S. Stock Exchange. Um, Tommy is a very brilliant mind and who has started quite a number of companies and a very good friend. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Um, in this conversation, we talk about life, entrepreneurship, and what it means to be an entrepreneur, the challenges that he faces on a day-to-day, -day, and a couple of stories that I think might be interesting. Enjoy. With us, we have uh, the CEO of Trove. His name is Tomi Sholanke. Um, we have been friends for a very long time, and uh, we've done a series of a couple of things together. Um, in this video, I'm just going to be interviewing him about what Trove is, how it started, and the startup life in general. All right. So yeah, sure. So, Hi, what's up? So what's poppy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, bro. <laughs> I'm good, good. Nice to be. Here. Yeah, nice to be here. Nice to be here. It was difficult getting a hold of you. Well, After you know, hustle, hustle, hustle don't sleep now. Hustle yeah, don't sleep. hustle don't sleep. We, it's all about the money. Yeah, we stay. We stay on the grind now. We stay, stay on the grind. Yeah, yeah. We stay focused. Laser focused. Okay. Okay. Chasing, chasing, chasing okay. our goals. Chasing the money too. Not just the money, but chasing impact. Chasing, chasing our. We goals. want to make the world a better place. Yeah. Okay. Money without the world being a better place. If, if the world is not a better place, <laughs> and you have all the money, they come and point a gun to your head and take your car. You know, mm. even if you think like you've achieved all the success. So, um, making the world a better place is also a very the primary goal. It's yeah, it's a primary thing too. You know, in this yeah. series, uh, Silicon Valley, yeah. every startup. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every startup in Silicon Valley has this has this tagline. Uh, Making the world a better place, um, even if it's a taco truck, yeah. Um, you know, startup. There was one same dude, the Indian guy, yeah, the Indian guy. Right, no, I'm not picking it, I'm not picking it up. Don't worry, yeah, so sure. All right, so, um, uh, how are you? Uh, I'm doing great, I'm doing how great. How's startup life? How has it been? It's a lot of heartbreak, it's heartbreak every day. Heartbreak, what it's not mean? contrary to what people think, like, oh, like, um, you know, it's just. Every day, you know, you're enjoying yourself. You know, you're yeah, you're you're breaking, you're breaking. We switch off this phone, sorry. Please Let me just pick and switch off. Hello. Yep. So, um, how's the startup life? How's it been treating you? It's 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 hectic. You know, that's hectic. If I, if one word were to de uh, define it. Um, it's a lot of heartbreak, you know, contrary <laughs> to what a lot of people think, like, you know, you know, the stories that make it to the surface are like stories of like your, you know, Elon Musk's, your, from Bangladesh. Your, yeah, like Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> you know, a, a student, you know, that, you know, suddenly became top five richest people in the world, you know, those kind of things. But people don't understand what really goes on behind the scenes, right? Mm. Um, and so there's a lot of, um, you know... You have to quell like trouble every single day. You have to deal with chaos. You have to manage a team. Um, you have to make sure that you are competitive enough to stay relevant in your industry. Um, so all of these things are no, by no stretch of anybody's imagination. Like a lot of people think of it as easy um, when you're seeing it on TV or you're hearing it on radio or you're reading a book. But living through these things day by day is like just, you know, um, having to manage a lot of chaos, which sometimes can cause heart palpitations and a lot of stress, you know, in its own self. Um, so yeah, but we but we push, we push, we push, we push. Okay, that's the that's key. You know, um, I spoke with uh, Okbe, with yeah. you a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you guys have realized this, but yeah. before the interview, I it became obvious to me that. You guys might have revolutionized how stocks have you know, been traded in Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's the first um, democratized, I like to use the word democratized, uh, yeah, it cool. sort of allows more people, to yeah. regular people access as opposed to the high net worth individuals, the big people, the rich people. You guys sort of 
no, not sort of. You guys have created a space, yeah, first of its kind, yeah, where young people, you know, regular people, street people, someone on the streets who sell stuff, you know, the Aloja, the Baboloja, the Aleron, yeah. can decide to trade stocks. You know, traditionally, you'd yeah. have to go to a stockbroker, you know, an asset manager of some sort, but yeah. you guys have taken away all the middlemen, the the, the steep requirements. Yeah. Did, was that ever your thought process when we starting the company? Yeah, doing that. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think fundamentally I've always, you know, thought of opportunity to disrupt. As, you, know, you know, opportunity has been something that should be um, accessible to anybody or accessible to everybody, right? Um, there are some things that, uh, unfortunately, you know, the way you are born... Um, creates a lot of restriction around. So, for example, you are born into a rich family, you know, by default, you can afford to go to, like, an Ivy League, you know, and get a good education and all of that stuff. But, you know, I feel like, you know, financial opportunities should be, you know, accessible to everybody. Um, there should be no restrictions around, like, okay, how do I build a business um, and the um, tools available to you? You know, irrespective of the level of the business or the scale of the business, you know, I feel like building a business should be something that everybody can can do. Same thing with financial opportunities. I feel I feel like people should be able to um, have opportunities to you know turn one cobble to two cobble, you know, um, and just pretty much be financially free. Um, I don't I don't think there should be restrictions around that or like um, um, structures that prevent people from doing that. So at the core of like everything. You know, that's what really drives a lot of stuff. Um, you know. Was that a vision you saw? The moment that idea came to you. Yeah. You know, it's like a Robin Hood for Africa. Yeah. yeah. The moment that idea came to you. In short, what problem were you trying to solve? You don't just go around and go like, oh, I want to create a yeah. Robin Hood. You're trying to solve a problem. Yeah. And Okwe and I had this discussion about it. And you said you guys were trying to trade stocks. Which yeah. was an offshoot of trying to buy crypto, and yeah, then that just spiraled, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, into starting the company. What was that journey like? Who did yeah. you have to talk to? What was the process like? How hectic was it? Give yes, us the juicy, juicy dates. The juicy dates. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, so personally, it's like my starting this was a you know personal experience. Like it was born from like a personal experience. So like. I've been, you know, playing around with, like, financial assets for, like, a bit, right? I like the idea of money, right? I think we all like the yeah, idea yeah. of money. <laughs> um, and so, like, I experiment with, like, all these things. Um, I used to trade derivatives at some point. Really? Um, you know, I used to trade Forex at some point. Um, I, used to trade, I used to trade crypto at some point. Um, <laughs> and so, for me, like, it's, it's been something that, you know, I've been playing around the space quite a bit. And then I realized that, okay, you know what, you know, there are all these amazing high growth companies, you know, like the Teslas, the Facebooks, the Amazons, you know, that people use here in Nigeria. And then you watch movies like The Wolf of Wall Street and you're wondering, that, okay, you know, there's a lot of frenzy, you know, people are making money, you know, people are having fun, the time of their lives. And you're asking yourself, like, does that go on in uh, Yeah, like, like. No, that, no, no, you know no, that no, particular no, scene. No, 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 no. Where, I, don't, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but when DiCaprio had to give a big speech, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're that talking ever about. Has that ever happened in truth? No, no, no. We don't. We don't play that here. We're very responsible um, Christian founders. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but okay. pretty much um, what really um, drove it is. You know, I, I was looking for a way of, like, doing these things myself, right? I've experimented with all these asset types, um, but I actually wanted to, how do I, why are there 2 billion, you know, you know, um, or I think it's a billion plus users of Facebook in, in Africa, right? But then you, you hear Facebook is going public, you hear people are, you know, owning that company, and because you are a Nigerian, you're automatically blacklisted. And so my, my thing was just, you know, you have one person turn turn the hundred dollars to a million dollars and all these kind of funny stories. Um, and in the process of me trying to find out, you know, how to go about these things, I then realized that okay, there were hundreds of people, you know, directly linked to me that had a similar problem. Mm -hmm. And then when I dug deeper, you know, checking on forums, 
you check on Quora, checking on Naira Land, you begin to see that okay, this is a, this is actually a massive problem that mm. you know you know thousands of Nigerians actually face, um, and that's what pretty much prompted um, doing that. So it was you know it was birthed from like a personal problem, um, but at the same time you know it was a personal problem that was a personal problem to thousands of people, which um, then became a company. Yeah, yeah. Is that how you derive your idea, so to speak, or I ask this because many founders or yeah. striving entrepreneurs yeah. don't know what idea to chase. You know, don't know how to discover an idea. You yeah. know, and uh, sometimes it burns, it's born out of you just knowing or it just clicking in your head, right? Yeah. While sometimes it's you trying to solve a problem. In the case yeah. of um, Zuckerberg. Wanted to meet girls that led to face smash, yeah. uh, led to Facebook. Yeah. In the case of um, Bezos, it was him discovering that okay, the internet is a big space and he wants to create some form of so there are two entirely different journeys. One yeah. was trying to solve a problem, one just saw the opportunity and he then capitalized on it. Yeah. How was the process for, for you? Um, I think for me, it's, it's, the biggest thing is like solving a problem, but there has to be a connect between you solving a problem and being like it being an opportunity or there being an opportunity because if you're trying to solve a problem and there's no opportunity then at the end of the day it's just a hobby oh. right it's, it's not you're not trying to um you know solve a problem at scale i think a business essentially a um a great business is solving a problem at scale right and so that's doing the same thing you know not just for yourself but for, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, possibly millions of people, right? So for me, like, I had to find that, that you know, point of connect where, okay, you have this idea, but at the same time, outside of having this idea, you know, it actually provides value to people, right? Um, so it's a mix of both, but it starts with, or it starts from um, how can I, you know, solve problems, solve a problem for myself, but at the same time solve the problem for, like, you know, a whole lot more, you know, people. Um, that's the way I think about it. Okay. Um, so I'm going, I'm going to try to, like, go back to maybe when you were younger. How, okay. did, how did the entrepreneur Tony, yeah. you know, start? Like, what was your first yeah, that was my thing first that foray. you tried to with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foray, exactly. That's we've been, the way. We've been hustling now. We've been hustling since <laughs> Everybody, they also, but yeah, not yeah, everybody so, creates Yeah, yeah, so, like, striving business. I've liked it from, from, from the... From the jump, is um, there any particular story that? Yeah, I like it from the jump. My my mom, for example, used to be like, "Dude, why do you buy all this like Robert Kiyosaki books, all this uh, type of stuff?" So I had like stacks of them in my house, right? Um, and then I was just like, that was like a seventeen-year-old boy, like on like some you know cash flow quadrants, you know this type of books. Um, also used to buy like some random magazines. Then I were like, I remember one it used to be called Success Digest. You know, it was one of the street street magazines that they sell on the road for like a hundred bucks. I had like a stack of about you know two hundred uh, issues of that mag. You know, but pretty much it was just like how to start a poultry. You know, how to start like some internet based business. How to trade forex. Like it was like oh, I think it was like fifty bucks then, fifty naira. Um, but then I was always intrigued by those type of things. Um, secondary school, I used to you know do a little bit of like arbitrage here and trading. Um, I used to be like the go-to guy, so like <laughs> you need to like buy like a PlayStation something. You know, I'm that, I'm that guy. You need to buy like a. Please don't quote me like a pirated. <laughs> but like I was that guy, you know. Um, you know, you need to, you know. I think then like, like a lot of like uh, sneakers, um, Timberland boots. You know, those things were raining then, um, and I was that guy that was like going to give you the plug and everything. I make like tiny amounts of money from it, but like I just used to enjoy the process of like you know starting money doing something, um, you know creating value of some sort. Um, you know that's not value on this scale, but you know I've always liked the concept of like you know transacting, mm -hmm. you know, and you know I think money in general, but money doesn't drive me as a human being too. But do you think? Know. Do you think? Having that experience from being a child yeah. is critical to having that 
entrepreneurial grit to just yeah. like keep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because I've known you a long time and I know that you've started quite a number of companies. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Not everybody has the capacity to keep doing it yeah. and stay focused until you hit one goal, stay yeah. focused. And so, do you think it's a requirement? Yeah, that like I tell everybody, like I, I have conversations with like a lot of people trying to start stuff this like these days. And like my biggest thing is I say like yo, one of the most important things as a founder, you know, is you know consistency. And what I mean by consistency is like the best people you hear most times that they've been at one business for probably you know five years. It's interesting. People like fanfare, like oh somebody just sold his business. Somebody just IPO'd and just bought a Bentley. Like, we all like those kind of stories, right? Mm. But people fail to realize that there was a process to that. And that journey sometimes takes you iterating on something, you know, a million times. You failing on something a million times. Or, you know, just in general, maybe you just, you know, starting a million things, right? So I say consistency is, like, the biggest thing, right? Um, you just have to keep, let's just redefine so yourself. So your childhood and... See your child. Yeah, it taught me. It taught me that. So it was more like rugged. It wasn't like refined business. Like I'm into tech now. Tech is more structured. Is more, um, is more structured. You know, to say the least. Um, but then this were like, you know, I'll call it hustling. You know, hustling in the traditional sense, right? When you are like going to a market to get something for somebody, or you are going to Balogun, you are going to CMS. You so know. I say every any hustler can. Not necessarily, but like you know. Person. I think it instills the um, that yeah. element of you know grit or you know some things like okay negotiating for example um, some things like okay I won't stop until I find our best deal mm-hmm. you know for example um, so it gives you some things on a very subconscious level um, not necessarily as um, you know, I, I believe like you're learning along the way. So like you don't get all these skill sets in one day. But I think like a lot of all this, you know, preliminary type stuff um, preps you for like, you know, much bigger stuff that, you know, has like, you know, lots of other complex layers to it. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think uh, there's, in the tech space, February is being referred to as dark February. Because okay. of the clapdown on uh, crypto yeah. and how it affected a couple of fintechs, so you yeah. are a fintech. Yeah. And uh, the other things that CBN has done to sort yeah. of like, maybe not intentionally crypto fintechs that are trying to start yeah. in space. What's your take on that? Um, how has it affected you as a person and your uh, yes. business? Yeah, so like definitely like with all of this regulation, especially with the way regulation happens in Nigeria, um, it's like an existential threat to like a lot of the companies that exist um, because I don't know that regulators, I think they are trying but like, you know, there is still like a lot to do in terms of like understanding the landscape um, understanding the mind of a lot of the people that are trying to shape the future and stuff so I think like a lot of stuff can be done with regards to like, you know, regulation and regulators and the way they synergize with like innovators here in Nigeria but um I also think there's a lot of opportunity there, right? Um, you know, so, you know, this was just a very recent thing. We've had, like, you know, um, a couple of, you know, issues that looked, or things that looked like issues, right? Like or what? Do you want to, can you go into detail? Is, if I start to talk, we'll sleep here. Please. <laughs> but, like, people want to hear your story and how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, you know. Don't worry, we'll, 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 we'll launch a book. We'll launch a book. We'll launch well, a book. <laughs> perhaps you will. Perhaps, yeah. But one of the reasons why people like long-form conversation and stuff like this is because they get to know the person as an individual yeah. as opposed to the godlike figure that they have in their head. Yeah. And, you know, they can relate on whatever level or whatever part of the person's experience that's yeah, that they want to. to them. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, they can know, okay, this person grew up poor, I grew up poor. If the person can do it, I can do it as well. Yeah. Or the person had this, but you know. So that's why I, I, I like to like dig as deep as I can. Yeah. Whoever I'm talking to is willing to. Is willing so to share. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 a um, particular story. So or, so for example, random story like I remember um, last year, right? Um, 
you know, there was this whole, you know, COVID uncertainty around the market. Um, you know, people were very skeptical. People were trying to hold and hide capital. Um, but that turned out to be an opportunity in itself because we were able to spin that narrative and say, okay, you know what? Um, nobody knows the day of doom, right? Um, and so because you don't know this thing, you want to be as capital efficient as possible. You want to make sure that your one naira, you know, is yielding um, positive results in the long term. Um, and pretty much craft a narrative around, you know, how important it is to stash every money for the rainy day, right? Mm -hmm. So something that was problematic, a lot of businesses were shutting down that period. Mm -hmm. Something that was seemingly problematic, right? We took that same um, that same um, time time zone um, and pretty much, you know. Um, looked at, you know, the fears of human beings or the fears people had at that point in time, you know, try to craft something that really allays their fear and allows them keen to, like, future prospect. Um, it comes from a, um, a place of goodwill, um, you know, wanting to, like, you know, help people, which connects back to what I was saying earlier. But at the same time, you also need to be able to see opportunity in the midst of chaos. Um, similar to this same scenario here, um, so it's, it's, you know, the whole regulatory thing around that, that whole last month was, you know, to, to, to say the least, wasn't like the most pleasurable thing or the most, you know, exciting uh, moment to go through. But, you know, we are starting to identify like lots of interesting things, um, opportunities that can creep out of that. Or perhaps, you know, it can be a blessing in disguise in the sense that you start to think of um, business in a different way. So like, you know, how can I structure my business in such a way that, you know, it's not just too exposed, mm. right? And that in itself is some benefits, irrespective of how we think of benefits. So there's there's always opportunity in all of these things. You just have to. Um, it it's it's hectic times, it's difficult. How did you how did you manage? How did you? You you, you, you have to manage. You don't have any choice but to manage. <laughs> so I think the thing is just you know for me I just stay focused on my mid-term to long-term visions or like vision or goals. Um, and that's what really drives me as a human being. You know, all these temporary bottlenecks are bound to exist. Um, but, you know, just stay focused on the goal. I have a question That's the important you. thing. Yeah. Um, so, take, for example, a new entrepreneur that just yeah. wants to start out. This might seem repetitive, but I'm going somewhere. Yeah. There are some goals or ideas or companies that they want to start that sort of require maybe massive capital okay. or uh, requires knowing somebody at the top who okay. can link you up, you know, maybe have, connect you to the right people to have a certain type of conversation. Right? Yeah. First of all, where do you get the courage from? Like, how do you, like, ah, I'm going to do this thing regardless of, I'm sure the, 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 the requirements or the blockades when yeah. you were trying to start Trove, yeah. existed. But nonetheless, you were like, now nah, we're going to find we a way. to do this. Yeah. yeah. Where do you find that courage? Yeah, so like you let your... Why is it because you have been doing it for so long? No, 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 no. no. I think like at the core, for me, one thing is you have to do something that drives you crazy. And what I mean by drives you crazy is something that you... You believe in so strongly that irrespective of like all the roadblocks that happen, right? Mm -hmm. You're always willing to push through. Something that keeps you up at night, um, you know. And that's where people say a lot. They say like, oh, follow your passion, follow like, you know, your interest and all that type of stuff. Um, but for me, it's easy to say, oh, I don't believe in X, but I think there's an opportunity there to make money. And you jump into it. Somewhere along the line, like you hit this roadblock and then you know, the idea doesn't seem that great again. Just because you don't connect to it personally, right? Um, and so, like, for me, it's very important that... Uh, I think one of the key things for me is, like, conviction. And, like, it has to be something that you strongly believe in. Um, whether you connect to the opportunity that exists or whether you connect to um, the problem statement to you, um, something has to drive you at the end of the day. So I think once those things are there, like irrespective of whatever happens, you just, you know, just keep pushing. It's just like when people say, oh, you know, you take, they say love is blind, for example, right? 
Um, and the blind part of it is just, oh, you like somebody um, to the point where you don't even see, like, the person's flaws, right? I'll, you know, try to, like, create some linkage between that and business. Like, you, you know, you, you really like a business to the point where, you know, all these challenges are super temporary because they're focused on something else. Oh. Yeah. That, that's a difficult skill. I would argue that that's a difficult skill to have. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, for someone who is a very creative person, like, a million and one ideas are coming to your head. And if you're a very smart person, yeah. you are, as the ideas are coming in, you are discredi discrediting them or yeah. finding the flaws. I mean, that's a good thing to have, also, being a skeptic about it. And at the same time, you're looking at the opportunities and say, oh, okay, ah, this one seems a little bit more harder to start up okay maybe i should try this one yeah then you figure out the issues and you're like ah oh, maybe i should try this one and it's not like these problems don't like sit well with you or they're not actual problems that you have yeah but because you are you just understand the landscape you discourage yeah. yourself from just doing it or maybe yeah. not not discouraging yourself but just understanding that okay it's going to be very very difficult yeah like do you ever experience that because it's something i yeah. experience a lot yeah so like so like random things will come to you but like back to what i said like of those random things you'd always stumble on like special ideas or things that how you, do you know when an idea is no like what i mean I, what i mean by special it's not special because the world validates it as being special like i just mean special like you feel like okay you're connected to this idea we feel like this is like the best thing i've ever come up with right mm. or like you feel like the idea is like the best like oh sh this idea is so great right whether and for whatever reason like you know i don't discredit anybody's reasons behind chasing something you know that's a personal thing but you have to find out one thing and once you find out one thing you know pretty much chase that one thing mm -hmm. um you know 20 ideas 30 ideas 50 ideas come to your mind you know, there's always one idea or two ideas or three ideas that you feel like, boom, if I could get this thing out there, like the world will know me as a legend. And like, you know, and those things like plague you like every time, like it's skipping and playing in your mind. Um, and so I think those are the kind of ideas people should pursue. Um, ideas that they're very relentless about. Um, um, there are other things, you know, that determine whether or not you should chase, you know, an idea or something. Um, but I think fundamentally, it has to be something that keeps you up at night. And you always find those things. Do pessimists sway you? I'm, I'm, I think of myself as somewhere between, like, being a pessimist and being a realist. I'm not so much of an optimist. And so, um, I think... You know, there's some element of truth to a lot of um, pessimism that happens in the world. Mm -hmm. um, it's just that you choose to focus on, like, the negative side. I would, you know, navigate more towards, you know, being a um, realist. Um, and sometimes a realist might come, up as, come off as being a pessimist too. Because, like, if the data suggests, Otherwise. you know, negativity... You know, people are like, oh, you're yeah, not this, 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 that. So I, I don't care. I really don't care for it. You know, whether you're a pessimist, whether you're an optimist, or whether you're, I don't care for it. Like, if the data, you know, suggests that, you know, odds of, you know, succeeding here, I'm not even listening to you, right? Um, and again, I, if I believe so strongly in something and the data, you know, from my vantage point or from the way I see it, um, suggests that, okay, you know, there's a good chance of succeeding in this kind of thing, um, then that's what I just focus on. Right, I just focus on my, like my midterm goals, my long-term goals, my path to it, um, and whether or not I'm laying like a good foundation towards that eventual outcome that I'm looking for. Mm. And you know, for me, that's good enough. Mm. You know, all the other externals are great. Um, people validating you or people not validating you, you know, all these things will always exist. But even if people gas you up, like you're doing something and they say, "Oh, this this is the best, best <laughs> thing in this world." You know, people always support you, especially people closest to you. But, like, you need to be able to discern, like, that spirit of discernment. Like, okay, you know what? I, this thing I'm doing is not really going anywhere, right? People mm -hmm. might gas you up for whatever reason, but you, you, you need to, you know. And that's the other side of pe pe pessimist, right? Pe being pessimistic is, like, overly optimistic, right? Um, or just supporting you just because they feel like, oh, I have some attachment to you. You're my sibling, you're my boyfriend, you're my husband, you're my, you know. 
So for me, I like both sides. Um, if you're a pessimist and you're saying something and the data suggests it and it is actually valid, you know, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, I just let my, my dreams lead me. Your dreams lead you. Yeah. That's, that's a big statement. Yeah. You know, there are two. <laughs> um, so I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, there's one yeah. particular podcast and there's a statement that stuck with me. Um, all in podcast, so it's posted yeah. by Jason Calacanasis. Yeah, you probably know him. Yeah, no, like yeah, no. Serial Angel. Yeah, I know Jason. Yeah, do you know the podcast? No, but I know the guy. Okay, so there was a there's a particular episode where they were talking about startups in general, okay. and they mentioned that op- um, opportunists, not opportunists. Um, what's the word? The opposite of pessimists. What are they? Optimist. Thank you. Just skip. Yeah. Optimists start company. Pessimists keeps the company running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the optimists see the vision. They're like, yeah, yeah. we got it. And the pessimists are like, oh, maybe we should temper down one or two things. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, you sort of spoke to. And then there's one other one that you sort of alluded to as well. Um, one other podcast that I listened to called Naval. The host of the podcast is called Naval. Yeah, Naval Ravikant. You know Rav Naval too? Yeah, that's the guy, yeah. Yeah, they are serial investors who yeah. just like invested. Yeah. And they're able to see the vision way long before anybody can. Right? Yeah. And he mentioned that, uh, I think I've lost my train of thought. But we'll get back to it. Yeah, sure. For <laughs> sure we're here, we're here. Yeah. I've lost my train of thought. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um. So... You know, we've talked about the, we've not really talked about challenges that you face yeah. like, as an entrepreneur. Um, yeah. We've sort of like touched on it, the environment, which is CBN. Yeah. But are there any specific um, stories or incidents or situation where you saw that okay, this is actually a big challenge, and how did you like scale through it? What was the challenge about? If it's something you can reveal. Yeah. Like, how did you evolve? What lesson did you learn? How, yeah. What was your approach generally to those challenges? Um, I think the important thing is, like, you know, chaos can be a blessing and a curse at the same time. Um, you just have to figure out that, okay, there's this problem that exists. Mm. You know, I personally take a couple of steps back, right? Um, so there's chaos happening. So first of all, you know, because I'm like, or I try to think of myself as like a realist, I'm like, okay, do you know what? Um, what can I do about this thing? Um, you know, there's one thing I really gravitate towards. I love, I love so much is, you know, it's only a fool that, you know, um, stays fixated on like things that he has no control over. Right. Um, and so like, I naturally tend to, um, free up, like, um, when I'm stuck in situations that, you know, irrespective of how I feel about it, you know, there's no choice I can do, um, you know, things like when you die, when you're giving birth to, those are like things that you have you <laughs> literally know, no, control. no control over, right? Um, and so for me, I take two steps. I take a couple of steps back, right? And I try to assess, right? So like with all the madness happening here, people will be doing things like out of emotion. And so like I take a couple of steps back and I like reassess like, okay, do you know what? Is this something that I can do or I can correct or I could, if you know, have some effect um on um and if my answer is yes the second question would be what is the path to that right so what do i need to do right and then once i start to answer that question i then know the next steps to take um and then you know if it's something that uh, i have no control over um i try to think through the entire thing and try to find a hack around it um you know so what's the best way of staying afloat um, in the midst of what all do you of mean this, by yeah, like so, so like if if it's like a regulation, for example, that might tank your business, oh, you know, in the that's literally like you, yeah. So regulation can kill a business, for example. And so my question in that, that case, so with Gokada, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my thing is just like, um, do I move to another city? Do I build a new product? Do I kill what we currently have and just reiterate in some interesting way? Um, or like, is it time to just say peace out altogether, <laughs> right? Um, but you know, you you 
for me, like, everything all comes from, like, taking a step back, right, a couple steps back, and then assessing the situation from a much clearer vantage. Um, you know, staying stuck in the midst of all the chaos happening sometimes can make you react emotionally to a lot of all these things. And so for me, and that's the first, that's my go-to, um, which is just, you know, forget, dead yourself, like, dead all the noise that's happening around you and just step back and just be like, okay, you know what, you know, I can do this, I can change this, and this is what I'm going to do, or I can change this, and I think, you know, this will be the next, you know, progression, or this will be the next thing for me to do. Um, so that's how I address it personally. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Yeah. Not necessarily. I, I, um, yeah, like, like, you know, the crypto thing, for example, we just had to die it, like just dead it, like literally. So like, okay, this is uh, for context. This is after CBN. Yeah. 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 Locked crypto. And then, yeah. So, so it wasn't like at, at our core, we were not a crypto business. Um, you know, it was just something that, uh, a lot of people were asking for and then, you know, listening to people, listening to customers, you then, you know, figure out what the next thing is, is for, or like what the next add-on looks like. Um, and so for me, um, it was just, okay, you know, you guys can't do this thing again. Um, do you want something temporary to affect your primary business model? Um, and then we just had to act fast, uh, you know. You know, without factoring in all the emotion that was happening around that, or saying, "Oh, what did the commercials look like?" Oh, you're making quite a pretty penny off, um, you know, this asset class. Um, and you just have to be, you just take 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 steps back, and like we just said, okay, you know what, um, you know, this is what we have to do right now. We just have to shut it down. Um, was a bittersweet experience in the sense that it wasn't exciting to do um, for different reasons. Um, but then, you know, you leave to fight again another day, right? Um, so, so that yeah, that's 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 a recent um, scenario, or a recent story that uh, you know, pretty much uh, explains you know some of the things I spoke about earlier. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I think uh, you guys are probably the only Niger, the only company that trades Nigerian stock on a retail level. Uh, no, no, no. A couple of people actually do it. A couple of traditional brokers do that here. Yeah. On retail end? Yeah, yeah. But like, it, it depends on what you define retail as. And when I say do you, right? So retail does not mean you're, you know, you're doing it on that uh, successful level where... And what I mean by successful level is you probably have... A lot of them have like a couple of customers, hundreds, you know. But uh, I think at scale, mm. right, where like probably like the first people that... Uh, started doing doing that Nigerian thing at scale and to the point where you know you know every day um, people could actually access these things um, so we pretty much had to you know think of the um, current process you know and like you know totally destroy that process and create like um, something that's more seamless something that's you know more straightforward um, something that just appeals to like the regular person um, and that in itself, you know, drives some level of mass adoption towards something. Um, but yeah, there are people of, you know, there are a couple of, you know, traditional um, um, broker dealers here in Nigeria that had, you know, apps that existed mm. um, before. It's just that they didn't hit like that critical scale where, you know, the everyday person now starts to recognize the opportunity. Oh, okay. So you guys are, are first to, I say you guys are more like we guys. Democratized. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so using like, your word, you democratized it. You yeah, know? I, I like, I really love that word because it sort of brings the people into the conversation. Yeah, you know, it's not elitism. It could be oh, it's an elitist app or it's a, it's a authoritarian app. Let me just permit me to use that word. Mm -hmm. You know, elitist being that oh, it only appeals to certain class Kinds of, of people. people: HNI, the rich, the Ivy yeah. League type, the university types. You know. Um, but this appeals to everyone. Yeah. And, uh, but one, one, um, one of my concerns essentially is that, you know, sometime in Nigeria, yeah, everybody was saying, oh, you need to invest in stocks. This is prior to 
it being democratized now. Yeah. You know, like before Trove stepped into the picture, having yeah. an app, da da da. Yeah. You know, like a lot of our parents lost money trading stock. Yeah. You know, does that worry you? Does that worry you that um, customers might <laughs> come knocking at your door like, hey, where's our money? But it's really not your fault. It's just the yeah. fault of the space, the market. But yeah. does that worry you at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's, there's risk. You know, I think like risk is a very, you know, important part of life. Risk is um, um, something that happens regardless. Like you leave your house in the morning, you don't know whether <laughs> you're going to get hit by a car. Um, Unless or, you're driving a car. Yeah, even if you're driving you a car, you might get hit by a lorry or a van or something, right? I've seen someone driving a car before. I've heard stories of someone driving a car. Um, and then a lorry that was carrying like a truckload of stuff, like just um, somehow lost... I won't say lost control, like the thing just, Someone's you know, control. fell on the car. Um, all these ones that have like very extended backs uh, and the thing fell on the car, and, you know, and that was the end. Um, you know, and there are other very interesting stories. Um, and so like you really don't have any control over a lot of things. Um, risk is a part of life. I think for us, the important thing was, you know, how can we help mitigate the risk? Mm. You know, there is no, no risk. Like risk and reward are like... They work in tandem. They're like, you know, you can't say risk without there being like... That brings know, me to the... Reward. GameStop saga. Yeah. You people tri stopped hotel trading on yeah. your hand. And people who bought yeah. couldn't sell, right? Yeah. And uh, people wanted to buy to keep, you know, pushing the price yeah. of the assets. Couldn't do that as well. Yeah. Why, why was the... We don't control all these things now. Unfortunately, we are just like a... We're like, uh, yeah, what's the word? I don't know what to use. A middleman. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're somewhere, we're somewhere there. There are people that, your guys are at the top, <laughs> you know, that determine a lot of all these things. Um, and you guys are not You know, personally, it. I really don't care. Um, you I really didn't, No, I really didn't care, you know, for people like, I think, you know, part of like the words we've been throwing around, like, which is democratizing, is like giving people equal access to opportunity. Um, and I feel like, you know, a lot of this thing is supposed to be like, um, um, these are decisions that are supposed to be made by individuals. Um, I'm not supposed to limit your, or restrict your decision making in any way. Um, so personally, I, I had no um, interest, you know, towards like halting anything. Um, but at the same time, I understand, you know, why a lot of these things. People's hands, you know, it's money and people get burnt and the hands, fingers get burnt a lot of times. Um, and so whether it was noble or whether, you know, they're trying to, you know, there's some conspiracy, some people saying stories that oh, the, there's some big hedge funds and some guys at the top are getting bonds and losing money. And, you know, because they're losing money, you know, they had to like quickly, you know, do some, some round table chats to ensure that things, you know, things stop, you know, real quick. Um, you know, they, they, um, the interviewed Vlad, yeah, the CEO of Robin Hood, and yeah. he he has kept saying, and one of the, you know it, it was even brought in front of Congress. And one yeah. thing that he does that annoys me a lot is every single time he's asked a question, he says, um, "Hello, Congressman, thank you for that question." I'm like, well, the question yeah. isn't that very good, yeah. but you don't have to thank the person. But in his uh, statement, he has said that. Um, the NSCC something, one yeah. regulatory body, a self-regulating body, okay. require that them as um, a broker, a broker, yeah, uh, float some money for the trades that they were being made. Yeah, and the call came in around two, three a.m. and and the cost came to about three billion dollars, but they couldn't afford that cost, and the alternative to reducing the three billion three billion dollars to what it was which they paid was 700 million, was that they had to limit trade. So it was, according to him, it wasn't done from um, um, a place of animosity towards users or yeah. wanting to like kill users' dreams yeah. of buying a Ferrari, of going to the moon, yeah. you know, and having a private jet that flies off the moon. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, it's just one of these things, I guess. Um, Many people yeah. don't know the space that they are in, but uh, how would you, how would you, if you had to like, um, it, okay, 
I'm going to ask this question in two parts because okay. I'm coming up with it as, yeah. as we go along. I don't yeah. have questions written down. If there was any startup that you felt like, I know you've done a couple of startups, yeah. some of which I know about, some of which yeah. I was part of. Um, but if there was any startup that you could go back and say, I would like to revisit and recreate yeah. and like maybe now you're worth, I don't know how much you're worth now, but yeah. say you're worth $3 billion in the future. Yeah. Or maybe you're worth $3 billion now. Uh, I wish, I wish, I wish. <laughs> I wish. You I'm know. Chilling somewhere. Do you think it's a rich idea? You could go Malago now. Yeah, I'll be, be sipping pina coladas right now. You yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the... Anyway, that's, that's side gists. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think, is there any idea that but, you still have deep in your soul art that you'd want to throw money at? Like, yeah. Uh, perhaps start? Yeah, yeah. So, so... Is it something you'd like to share? Or you are one yeah, of those so, people that say, oh, no, 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 no. So, like, I, I think there's... There has been a tad um, amount of like um, you know passion behind or um, need behind like a lot of things I've done in times past, right? Um, and then for me, it's just reevaluating like okay, you know whether there's still an opportunity there. But you know, totally, I think um, you know I I can think back and say, oh, I used to do X, I used to do Y. Um, is there still an opportunity there? Um, you know, and probably, you know, try to chase a bit. Which one? Which one? Which yeah, one? no, no. So that's why I said, like, yo, they're there. No, I said, like, a lot of them, like, for me, for me to chase something means I believe in it to some extent, right? And so, like, I won't restrict it to one thing. I would say there have been a couple of things I've been very, you know, interested in. Um, perhaps the idea was too early. Perhaps, you know, resources were not there. Um, and, you know, I don't know that there's one, you know, knock me on my head, you know, then I'm seeing the stars type of idea, <laughs> you know. But, you know, all I know is just, um, just think back to like a couple of these things that I've done and say, okay, you know what, um, is there any opportunity here still? Mm. Um, and then, you know, that would now prompt, you know, whether or not I'm moving forward with it. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a dream car? Uh, I, I think that changes. Right now, <laughs> if I were to say, like, I like, I like, um, um, I, I like Benzes, so I like, I like, like, a, um, SLS, um, McLaren, um, AMG, um, um, I like, um, what was another interesting car I like? I like American muscle, so like I like like Fords, I like Dodge, Would you Dodge share cars. What you currently drive? Yeah, what well, I drive a normal car. I drive a Honda. <laughs> People of God, please. Uh, I drive a Honda for now, um, but pretty much, um, I like a Dodge, like a Dodge Challenger. Um, yeah, I like. I think a Dodge Challenger is a nice car. Um, yeah. Let me pause and... Uh, What's your take on marriage? Are you married? What's the plan? What's my plan? Yeah. What's my take on marriage? Yeah. I, um, I think marriage is, is, an, is an amazing institution. I think it's great. Um, you know, first of all, it helps you save money. So How? What I mean by helps you save money is like, there's a cost to womanizing now. <laughs> uh, like Do you womanize? No, 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 I'm a gospel, I'm a Christian guy, and I told you now earlier on. Uh -huh. I don't do that. Um, right. But, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, you're a fine man yeah. who is so, dark skin with your muzzles, perky eyes, muzzles, <laughs> you know, yeah. with your beards and all. Yeah. Uh, who so is the so CEO of a Fortune 500 company? Okay, I like, I like it. You know, you're so telling like, me. I have to womanize. No, I'm not saying that. You are telling me that right now was, that you do not have women good guy now. who... Uh, there will always be women now, bro. Right, okay. There will always be women now. But as I said, like, I have the same conversation every single time. Okay. Um, it's, it's a slippery slope, right? Slippery uh -huh. slope in the sense that there will, there will always be women, right? Um, I, don't, I don't know that the world will exist or a world will exist in which 
there will not be women that you know would like you or that you know that want to hang out with you or that want to chop your money or something. Um, <laughs> you know, and the motives are always different, right? And so, you know, for me, you know, it's just you just have to pull yourself. It's just restraint. Mm. Um, you have to just figure out when okay, is this thing worth it? Should I do this? Should I chase this? Should I? And you have to answer all those questions. If not, man, you you just be chasing. Chasing, because mm-hmm. like, yo, there are women in Lagos, there are women in Abuja, there are women in Abia that look light skinned, there are women in, you know, in, you know, nearby Ghana that, do, you do know, you, do you like light skinned women? Nah, 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 I like, I like smart women. <laughs> <laughs> you know, without sounding too deep. I, I don't know, I just like people that I can, you know, what's the word? Like, if I can connect with you and vibe with you and like we can relate and like you're, um, you have like good values, um, for me that's more important. For me, I gravitate more towards all those things, um, you know, just based on, like, past, you know, history and stuff. Is that um, one that stands out? That like women? Yeah, you said past history. No, no, no. So what I mean by past history is not necessarily, like, oh, I'm fixated on anything or I'm thinking of anything. No. What I mean by that is, like, okay, like, the kind of people that I have, you know, you know hung out with or gravitated towards, you know, um, you know, in the times past, um, you know, I'm present, like past and present, you know, you know, that's the... So by present, you mean that you do have someone who... Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for All sure. All right, so you're not on the market for... Yeah, no, no, I'm off, I'm off, I'm, I'm off. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. taking this black handsome man. I'm sorry, guys, too, man, sorry. <laughs> we live to fight another day, maybe another day. <laughs> Y'all live to fight another day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like marriage is uh, it's quite hectic. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you um, think it's something that that some? Okay, let me ask you this question, right? Yeah. Um, someone who is married, yeah. has kids. Yeah. Do you think it's possible to balance the startup life with that? Yeah, like the startup struggle with yeah. the stress, the time I know. use the funds yeah. like it's possible yeah it is, it is it is it is but like you have to now you have to think of companionship or like um, the way you think about business too and what what I mean is like you need to get you know into a relationship or a marriage with somebody that you know pretty much understands what you do for me it's like a red flag I can't even be with somebody that doesn't understand what I do right mm. um, so I can't be having a conversation with you like oh this is the struggle I went through today and like you can relate on any level. We don't have to do the same thing, but like you have to be able to relate, you know, to some extent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if these things are addressed or tackled from a point um, of understanding, it becomes easier because like you know your wife to some extent can you know relate with like a lot of the things that are happening with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I think I, I have a lot of friends that are in, like in the space um, that are doing you know fairly well. It's a stressful life. Um, it's a very exhausting and draining life. And, um, you know, because the partner understands to some extent, you know, they are supportive to some extent, um, you know, then it becomes, you know, way easier to deal with it, like, as a human being. Um, yeah, so that's just, I think my perspective, I think, I think like, yes, definitely you can. Okay. Definitely you can. I've seen people, there are people that have, so I don't think there's anything like, you know, mm-hmm. well, I, it doesn't happen. I mean, like... Um, you get married, you get married now, you get married now. You can't be YouTubing and, like, whining the girls and turning your cap to the back for life. <laughs> and sugar boy, you know, for life now. Eventually, uh, eventually. Oh, you, my goodness. You, you do that. Uh, I mean, I will, but I just... I look at it and... There are people who have done it. Yeah. Right? Like, um, like, the big ones, the... Um, this guy was married when he uh, started Amazon. Um, yeah, Jeff. Jeff was married. Elon throughout the SpaceX journey. I mean, he got divorced, but he was married too. So if those niggas yeah. got, can get married. If those men, pardon your, pardon AY's French. Thank you. Uh, we can curse on this channel, actually. Oh, you can. Okay, yeah, it's fine. Okay, interesting. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, we are black people. Oh. We can curse. It's fine. All right. But All right. that might not apply to you because yeah. we have an image to. Keep for I don't even course. I've told you now. I'm a Christian guy now. We don't do that now. We're, we're holy chase down. No, it's it's not good Christian. to to lie on on TV. Yes, <laughs> you can see through it. Now you're scratching your beard, which yeah. might be an indication that you, nah, I'm lying. Yes. Oh, I actually curse, guys. I'm sorry. Like, there you go. That was, a, that was just a joke. 
And he told the truth. But maybe if you see me like in a more casual setting, like, you know, nothing to camera like. You know, <laughs> like if I'm just chilling with my guys, you know, in the house, um, you know, yeah, perhaps you see me in another ele- my element. <laughs> yeah, say the least. What, what do you drink when you go out? Like, what, yeah, what's your drink? I'm more of a. Um, I don't drink. I, I'm not a fan of beer. Um, um, I'm more of like a whiskey guy, right? Um, though I've not been drinking for a minute, but yeah, but like if I were to choose like a choice of drinks, um, um, I'll say I'm more of a whiskey guy. Um, I like wine, but like that's like for like select um, mm-hmm. times, and um, yeah. So I think like it's more, you know, whiskey, wine, than beer last. Whiskey, wine, beer last. Yeah, my own order is very different. I like um, my beer. I like my good. Uh, yeah. You know, just to unwind. You have some SDC playing in the nice, background. Nice, nice. You know, and you're just like. Cool. You know, I like palm wine. I like palm wine too. Uh, palm is the best. I love palm you wine. Know, I rank palm wine somewhere. You know. <laughs> you know, without whiskey, I rank it. I love palm wine. Palm wine is also nice. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, I, I I like that vibe. You uh, just that chill, cool vibe. Yeah. But when I'm in the you want to go clubbing, you want to like have fun, turn up, maybe vodka or... or yeah, scotch. something strong. Something oh, strong. I tried, uh, I bought, I saw one tequila. Tequila, yeah. Oh my, oh my. It was heavy, right? Oh, oh. Nah. It's hitting. It was, it was um, dope. Was tequila dope. is good I liked too. It. Tequila yeah. is good too. Have you tried it? No, no, I don't know the brand you're talking about, but like tequila um, is great. Omeka? I, I do not know. You I just, know. I went to the store. I was looking through the shelf. I'm like, oh, tequila. Yeah. Like, yes, tequila. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so, yeah. but 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 I'm not like a drunk or anything. Yeah, I know that's what you they say. Unwind. That's what they all say. That's what they all say. P.S. 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 That bottle, <laughs> that cup, he's been drinking out of. P.S. People, uh, don't trust what is inside. Water. Oh. Okay, that's a lie. I have vodka, chocolate vodka, you know, for the conversation. For the vibes. For the vibes. I mean, it's I a Friday. We are recording this on a Friday, by the way. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We got to turn up, get the body going. I know, right? You know, <laughs> so um, I think I've pretty much exhausted the sort of questions that I have in mind. But typically, before I end my shows, right? Yeah. I'm not saying we have to end it right now, but. There's this uh, podcast I listen to. So I'm a big, big, huge fan of podcasts, which yeah. is why I love long-form conversations. Yeah. Where you just get to know people on a more deep and Yeah, on a more level. personal level, right? Yeah, as opposed to like TV interviews, which are like scripted. Some are scripted. Some are just like the person trying to be their best behavior. Yeah. But, you know, podcasts, when somebody starts to talk for, talk for an hour and a half, to some level you get to see them make mistakes, see them reveal certain things and all of that. So yeah. I, I really love long form podcasts. So one of them, one of the podcasts that I watch is um, Lex Friedman. He's an MIT um, researcher who focuses on AI and he has like the best minds come on his show. Yeah. And typically what he does is by the end of the show, he asks people, yeah. like scientists, astronomers, like People yeah. that they know everything. You yeah. ask them a question about um, what is life. You um, know, what, what is life to you, and yeah. um, what what is happiness? How, how do you find? Is that this, is that a question? That's an, that's like, oh, that's that's like your that's that's you're, you're throwing the question here. Yes, I'm throwing the question. What are you like, Freeman? I'm not like Friedman, but I love, I love But you the, like the question. I love the question yeah, very, so much because yeah. everybody always gives a different answer. answer. Yeah. So what's life? What's life to you? And what what life at what point do you think you'll be happy? Yeah, like what's life and what's happiness to you? Um yeah. for me, like it's both um intertwined and why I, and why I say that is because, you know, for me life is not existing life is and what i mean by existing is you know there are lots of people that exist right but they're not living they're not experiencing anything positive they're not experiencing you know any beautiful moments you know whether they're not creating those moments themselves or you know whether situations are you know 
Um, but for me, life is freedom, yeah. right? Um, freedom to think um, and to chase goals aggressively. Um, the freedom to be who you are and to be comfortable in your skin. Um, the freedom to um, project, you know, like a lot of pos positivity to the world and uh, to get it back. Um, you know, one of one of those things is like to love and be loved, mm. um, chasing your dreams, um, you know, and, you know, reaping the benefits that, you know, come with that. Um, so ultimately life for me, if I had to say one word for me that is very synonymous with, you know, that word life is, you know, freedom, like freedom to love, freedom to chase your mm. goals, freedom to achieve your goals, you know, freedom to live Right? So life sometimes, you know, doesn't necessarily, like you can exist, you know, in this world and like you can live in this world. Mm. Um, you know, so for me, you know, that's how I define it. Um, happiness is not a, for me, is not a um, destination, right? Because you never really get to that point where you, you know, say, you know, this is the most like and be so you have like all these euphoric moments or all these exciting moments where he's like yes you mm. know and then he play you know like he plays two's back a bit mm. um and for me happiness is being content right mm. and so and contentment is me realizing that you know wherever you find yourself in life there are always people ahead and there are always people behind mm. you know and it's a process you know rather than a destination so you know, just cherishing, like, you know, all the tiny wins that you have. People don't celebrate their wins enough. Um, mm. You know, I have conversations with people that say, oh, you know what? You know, I just got, like, my master's degree, but, like, I'm very not happy because, you know, my friend just, you know, had, you know, two ch her first child. You know, but the thing is, like, life is in progression. And, like, a master's degree, degree in itself is a great thing, right? Um, a child in itself is a great thing. Um... You know, you having a contract, no matter how small it is, you know, you make small chops, for example, you get, you know, contract to supply a business, you know, is a great thing in itself. And for me, happiness is you recognizing all those your tiny moments and all those your tiny wins, you know, and just stopping to um, really just appreciate where you are, mm -hmm. right? And just enjoying that journey rather than thinking of it as, you know, an eventual bus stop, like, you know, there's this place that you get to. And when I get there, I will be happy, right? Because, you know, there's no amount of... Money is insatiable, for example. There's no amount of money you would have in this life. Even Jeff Bezos, for example, now they say, oh, Jeff Bezos is, you know, so I think it's over 100... Yeah, I think it's inching closer towards 200 billion, right? Yeah. And then there's still a trillion dollars. There's still 10 trillion. There's still... You know, so all these things that, you know, they're like, is you know, almost infinite, you just keep chasing and chasing and chasing, you know. And so you just have to realize that, oh, I made a millionaire, you know, you know, I did better than last year. And just really appreciate yourself for that. I mean, I made 10 millionaire, I did better than last year, you know, and pretty much, you know, just appreciate for that yourself for that um, rather than beat yourself up. Um, yeah, so like I think for me, happiness is just appreciating, you know, every moment um, that you live. And, you know, all the, you know, tiny wins that you have. Um, it's easy to be fixated on, like, the bad stuff and the negative stuff. But, like, you know, there are always good things, like, in the midst of, like, all the chaos that happens with life. Mm. Um, and, you know, just when you appreciate all of that, you, 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 you are inching closer towards what people define as happiness. Mm. Happiness is not in a human being also, so... You know, uh, happiness is not a human being. Woman that you yeah, yeah. Um, I think, um, you know, sometimes, you know, happiness is even given, right? Mm. Um, and so, you, if you talk to a lot of billionaires or like, or if you read or listen to like a lot of, like one of my favorite billionaires, you know, um, God rest his soul, is um, a guy called Sheldon Adelson, right? He um, owns Las Vegas Sands which is like, you know, one of the, um, probably the, the biggest, um, cast, like, um, casino type business. You know, one of the biggest casino type businesses in the world. I think 
you know, just before he passed, it was worth, you know, probably somewhere around $30 billion. Mm-hmm. And he says, okay, you know what? The, one of the biggest perks of, like, having money is just, you know, the fact that you can give back. I think that's the most gratifying thing, you know, um, about money in itself. Um, when you give people things, you don't, I, I don't believe people become happy by amassing wealth. Um, I, I think true happiness comes from giving. Um, you know, and giving is not just money, so, you know, so it's not in a person, you know, or collecting from a person, it could also be giving to a person. You know, so it's multidimensional, not just, it's not just a 1D thing. So it's not just your own happiness, no. <clears throat> which is a perfect segue because that's what this channel is dedicated yeah. to. It's just maxima- ma- helping individuals maximize their own happiness whilst yeah. maximizing your own happiness. Okay. Yeah. You know. um, then there's one thing that you sort of alluded to while you had your long monologue. Yeah. You always say that uh, life now race. Everybody they run your own. Yeah. You know, one of those times was when we we started drop bodies yeah. and we had a competitor who shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow. Yeah. Max NG. Yeah. You know, and uh, we started the company together, and you know, we're both you know they would check our websites, we check theirs, and. You're yeah. like, oh, well, you know, we would try to do what we can do and yeah. life is not a race. And that really stuck with me because at the end of the day, yeah. there's only so much you can do. Yeah. And you people don't have equal resources, you don't have equal strength, you don't have equal talent. For sure, for sure, right. So many things vary. So yeah. now and then, you know, compare yourself to a particular person or to a particular business or a particular strata. Yeah. You know, just puts unnecessary strain on yourself. Yeah, pressure. You know, yeah. Unnecessary pressure. So, might as well just be happy, have a bottle of wine, and live for a sure. happy life, you know? For sure, for sure, for That's sure. That's the spirit. For sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> you know, so, um, I think that pretty much sums it up for me. And uh, is, there anything, is there anything that you'd like to... To add or to say? Yeah. You guys, you, I mean you watching it, you need to subscribe, you know. Oh, Subscribe. That was the plan, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to subscribe to Ayo's channel. You know, lots of dope content. You know, um, head his head is in the right place. Uh, so, you know, I think he will just keep you know reinventing and giving you guys like the best, the best in terms of like the people that come on the show, or um, the kind of questions that he's throwing at people, or just generally like you know, you know how to build you people now. <laughs> how to build your people so um so yeah i think like click the how do they say click the subscribe button smash smash it smash. destroy it yeah, exactly. finish it scatter <laughs> it right um yeah and uh i think it has like lots of amazing content appreciate um, it and so like you guys should you know pretty much like and subscribe like and subscribe guys. and click the bell icon Thank I, you. I don't know. I, I always hear that yeah. on videos, but I don't yeah, know. There's a notification icon where when you click on it, yeah, YouTube reminds you when something. Oh, uh, when when video. there's a new video, yeah. right? So guys, click the bell icon, just so you get reminders when he's dropping some jewels on his channel. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think I need to do any outro. Yeah, you, there's no need for an outro. You pretty much summed it up. I'm um, outroed for you, and I'm outroed outroed for myself too. So, <laughs> Bye <He's> guys. <laughs> we'll probably bring him on, you know, one more time. No wahala, no wahala. Always, I'm always happy to. You really love the content. I'm always happy. I'm always happy. Yeah. So appreciate you. Thank time. you so much. Um, thank you for bringing me onto your channel, um, and thank you for what you're doing for, you know, the community as a whole. Um, you know, really great okay, stuff. Okay, stop. And we're stop. happy to be here. Stop. stop. <laughs> don't don't smother me. Right, bye guys. Phrases. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Appreciate hey, it. Oh. Appreciate it. Oh, I love bro. <laughs> <laughs>